You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. All right, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday, and it's the solo show show tonight. Solo show tonight. We guys got to talk about the NBA Finals, Game Three, NBA Finals, and I'm pretty sure y'all know what happened in Game Three. Boston Celtics beat the hell out of the Golden State Warriors, one sixteen to one hundred. And when you look at that score, when I say beat the hell out of them, they just beat the hell out of them, physically, pretty much mentally too. Beat the hell out of them. Now, it's kind of funny about what I'm about to say because you're dealing with the Boston Celtics team who didn't have anybody on their squad with NBA Finals experience going into this NBA Finals, NBA Finals, taking on the Golden State Warriors squad that had players on their team with more than 120 combined games of NBA Finals experience. But you haven't been able to tell, especially in game three with the series shift in the Boston, tied at one game apiece, and the Boston Celtics just took it to Golden State coming out with a 16-point win. And as I said, once again, Boston winning 116-100, to and they really thoroughly, physically dominated the Golden State Warriors. Boston came out from opening tip with intensity, with the determination, with the physical and mental toughness, and they had made up their mind that they were going to be more physical than Golden State because they're bigger than Golden State. They made up their mind that they were going to try to get every loose ball. They made up their mind that they were going to run up and down the court. They were going to let them young young legs spring and spry and outrun Golden State. They made up their mind they were going to play some outstanding defense. And they made up their mind that they were not going to lose game three at home in front of that Boston Celtics uh, home crowd and those fans. And they did not. Boston got an outstanding game. I mean, an outstanding game from their two superstars. Jalen Brown finishes with 27 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. Great game for him, but 17 of those 27 points came in the first quarter. Jalen Brown came out on fire. I mean, he was punking Golden State all by himself. I mean, he set the tone for the Boston Celtics because Jason Tatum really started the game slow, but it really didn't matter because Jalen Brown came out with such focus, came out with that dog, came out with that lion. Now, Jason Tatum, outstanding game for him, 26 points, nine assists, six rebounds. He got going for them specifically in the second half. Marcus Smart, 24.7 rebounds, five assists. So the Boston Celtics had two, three players with at least 20 points, with at least five rebounds, with at least five assists. And they were key. And Marcus Smart taking advantage of the opportunities that he's given. He really wasn't that aggressive offensively the last game when he scored just two points. Al Horford just scored just two points in game two. Marcus Smart scored scored two points in game two. And Robert Williams III scored two points in game two. But all of them made up for whatever they lacked in their deficiencies in game three. Because Marcus Smart understands that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're going to get the best two defenders that the other squad has. 
So that's going to leave him open for wide open shots, which he took and he knocked down. And also free runs run at the basket because uh, Boston just bigger than Golden State. Golden State like to play that small lineup with Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. And uh, Kevon Looney just wasn't a factor. But Boston's big man, Robert Williams III, was a factor. Eight points for him, 10 rebounds, four block shots. I mean, he just takes up so much space in the paint. And he doesn't let Golden State get to that rim and get to that rack easily without being contested. Boston don't let you dribble, drive, and get to that rim and get to that rack without being contested. Because that's how well they play on defense. That's how well they play that switching defense. Put them in a pick and roll if you want to, and you want them to say, no, they'll switch on you. Because their defenders are interchangeable. But I got to give it to Steph Curry. He had 31 points. Steph, Steph came to hoop. Steph came to hoop. Clay Thompson showed up. He found this shot. He, he had 25 points. But the other guy who runs his mouth all the time, the one who gives them that energy and sets the tone for them, he didn't give them a damn thing. Draymond Green had two points, four rebounds, six fouls. Draymond Green had two points, four rebounds, and six fouls. And there's no way in the hell Golden State can win this NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics if Draymond Green is only giving them two points. He has to hit a shot. He has to take a shot. Because Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are going to get all the attention. And Jordan Poole, once again, he hadn't done much this series in this finals. He had 17 points last game, but he didn't do much of anything offensively this game. He doesn't, he doesn't give the Warriors much of anything on defensive end as well. He's just a liability. But this game just came down to a Boston just bigger and stronger and just was pushing the Golden State Warriors around. Boston was not going to allow themselves to be punked out. They were going to do the punking. And they did. I mean, they dominated the points in the paint, 52 to 26. They dominated on the glass. Boston had 47 rebounds. Golden State had 31 rebounds. Boston had 15 offensive rebounds. Golden State had six offensive rebounds. And that's because of that presence in the paint, Robert Williams III. Now, he's not a shiny name. He's not a big name, but that dude means so much to what the Boston Celtics do because of the defensive force and the defensive presence he is. They don't need him to do anything offensively. He'll get some offensive rebounds and putbacks. They might throw it up to him so he can get a dunk. But other than that, they don't need him to do anything offensively. They need him to do what he does. Be a defender, bro. Don't let nobody get in his paint. Don't let nobody get to this rim. And if they do, smack that shit up out of here. And that's what he does. And Golden State doesn't have anybody to match Robert Williams III. Kevon Looney, they're about the same size, but Robert Williams III, even with his hurt knee, is a lot more athletic than Kevon. And Kevon just can't be free-reigning, snatching rebounds like he was doing in the first, second, and third rounds. That's not happening against Boston because Robert Williams not going. Not only that, Al Horford is not going. And they just bullied the Golden State Warriors to a 116 to 100 win. And now they're up two games to one. And it never looked like Golden State was going to win this game. It didn't. 
They never fully matched the Boston Celtics' intensity and focus. Because even though Golden State made, a, made runs, even took a lead after being down at one point, but Boston quickly answered, and they stayed consistently focused, and they played with a consistent dog the entire 48 minutes. And Golden State did not do that. Now, they started the ball game out. They scored the first two points in Boston immediately. Went on a 10-0 run. Eventually building a 15-point lead in the first quarter. And as, as I said, that was thanks to Jalen Brown scoring 17 points in that first quarter. Six or nine from the field. Three or four from three-point range. And after, after one, the Celtics was up 33-22. to 22. So Jalen Brown did his thing in the first quarter, 17 points. Jason Tatum pretty much did his thing in the second quarter. He had eight, po eight points in the second quarter. Only three points for Jason Tatum in the first quarter. He said, Jalen Brown, you got it, bro. Jalen Brown said, yeah, I got it. I give you 17 in the first. So second quarter, it's your turn, Jason Tatum. Give me something. So Jason Tatum gave him eight points in the second quarter. That allowed the Celtics to have a 12-point lead at halftime up 68 to 56. The two... Superstars for both teams. Halftime, Jalen Brown, 22 points. 17 coming in the first five in the second. That's where the 22 points come from from him. Jason Tatum, 11 points at halftime. Three points in the first quarter, eight points in the second quarter. Clay, Clay and Steph combined for 29 points in the first half. But they couldn't overcome Boston shooting 57% from the field in the first half. I mean, they were on fire offensively. And a lot of it because they was getting easy looks to the rack. They was getting easy buckets because Golden State don't have, they don't have anybody in the paint to defend the rim. And Boston was taking advantage of that. Boston just bigger and stronger than Golden State. And it showed so much in Boston's favor in game three. Because even though they had that 12-point lead at halftime, the third quarter, Warriors went on a run. 12-0 run at that. Came all the way back when Steph Curry hit a three in the middle of the third quarter. That put Boston up 83-82. to 82. Steph Curry did everything he could. He, he had 15 points in that third quarter. Briefly gave the Warriors a one-point lead, but Boston quickly answered. Now, going into the fourth, we had a ball game. Boston 93, Golden State 89. But all Boston did was ramp up that intensity on defense and that physicality on defense even more in the fourth quarter. They forced six Golden State turnovers in the fourth quarter. And Golden State just never could match their intensity, match their focus. You got to give it to Ime Udoka, Boston Celtics' first-year head coach. Just the defensive adjustments and the philosophy and the game plan he has his team playing with. Because they just, his message to his team, come out, come out physical. Don't let them get no easy shots. They gonna hit, if they're going to shoot threes, let them shoot threes. But come out physical. Be, get up in their chest. Make it uncomfortable for them. 
And they made it a point they did not want Draymond Green to try to mentally get in their heads and physically push them around like he'd be trying to do like he did in game two. But in game three, it was obvious they were they were not going. They let Draymond go. This ain't the, they, they let him know this ain't the day, bro. We ain't, we ain't doing that today. Grant Williams said, no, nah, we ain't doing that today. Jalen Brown, we ain't doing that today. Al Horford, we ain't doing that today. Marcus Smart, we ain't doing that today. And he didn't give, like he said, how did you play, Draymond? Like shit. He didn't, he, he, he didn't give him anything. Two points and six fouls. Boston played like the team with the experience. They played like the team that has players with the NBA Finals experience. Now, of course, they were playing at home. That helped them, feeding off the, the energy of those fans. But they came out locked and loaded. And it was really just a physical, imposing, and physically dominant game by the Celtics. Golden State just looked little. They looked inadequate out there. They looked like some little boys. And Boston looked like some grown men. And they played like some grown men. But once again, got to give it to Steph Curry. had an outstanding ball game. That's three games in a row in this final. Steph Curry has stepped up. And Clay Thompson found his shot. Splash Brothers got their splash on. But the pool was closed. Wasn't no pool pass. Jordan Poole didn't, didn't give him much of anything. Draymond didn't give him anything. Andrew Wiggins did give 18 points. Dude, dude is a good player. That's a good player. And Jalen Brown is just how he came out. Those 17 points in that first quarter, that tied a Boston Celtics record in the finals in the last 50 years. And this Boston with all that history. And once Jason Tatum stroked a couple of shots and got his confidence, it was over for Golden State. Because them young legs of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they just, how they get up and down their court, how they play together. And Boston had to try to do something because when Golden State erased that 18-point lead, because there was an 18-point deficit they was down when they took that lead with about right under four minutes left in the third quarter when uh, uh, Steph Curry hit that three. They had to overcome that. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum led their squad, to, but got to give it to Marcus Smart, too, the defensive player of the year. He's like, y'all going to leave me open? I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot it. But I will say this. This is the first time I've ever seen third quarter that the Golden State Warriors had a seven-point possession. How? Steph Curry hit a three. Al Horford got called for a flagrant foul because he, he, he put his foot in Steph's landing area. Steph actually landed on his foot. Could have easily turned his ankle, but he didn't. So Steph knocks down the three, gets a flagrant foul call, knocks down two free throws, then they got a bucket. Seven-point possession. One possession. But it didn't mean a damn thing. Because once that fourth quarter hit, Marcus Smart knocking down threes, Jason Tatum swinging Marcus Smart. 
missing and Grant Williams getting huge offensive putbacks. And it was just smiles all over the place. Paul Pierce was there, the legend, the Boston Celtics legend, having him a ball with his Boston Celtics 75th year anniversary jacket on. And it was just a, a very impressive performance by this quote-unquote NBA Finals inexperienced Boston Celtics team. And they beat that ass. Now they got to get two, two games to one lead in the NBA Finals with a chance to go up three games to one Saturday in Boston. But a dominant performance. Al Horford and Robert Williams III hooking up for Adley Hughes, big man to big man. They, they just was having fun out there. They were just having fun. Speaking of having fun, Cooper Cup be having some fun, L.A. Rams wide receiver. You know, he had so much fun last year, he had the triple crown in the NFL. He led the league in receiving yards with 1947 catches, 145 catches, 16 touchdowns. He was Super Bowl MVP. And he just got some more money. Cooper Cup just got some more money. The Rams been spending some loot this week. Monday they made Rams, uh, the Rams made defensive tackle, three-time defensive player of the year, eight-time pro bowler, seven-time all-NFL uh, D-lineman Aaron Donald, the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL by giving him, uh, reworking his contract, three years, $95 million. Giving him a salary that averages more than $31 million a year, the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL. So they gave that to Aaron Donald on Monday. And Wednesday, they announced they agreed to a three-year contract extension with Cooper Cup. Three-year, $80 million extension with Cooper Cup. $75 million guaranteed for Mr. Cooper Cup. $110 million over five years for Mr. Cooper Cup. Most guaranteed money ever given to an NFL receiver is given to Mr. Cooper Cup. So the Rams, they won the Super Bowl, but they're like, we ain't happy with just this Super Bowl. We're trying to win next season as well. They're spending some loot on players they need to spend some loot on because Cooper Cup led the NFL in all those categories last season. But then his offseason, he saw people like Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs signed these huge, huge contracts for receivers. And he wasn't going to be one of the highest paid ones. Now he is. The most guaranteed money ever given to an NFL receiver. $75 million more guaranteed for Mr. Cooper Cup. A little tough receiver who's hard to guard because you can't put your hands on so when you can't put your hands on Cooper Cup, man, you can't guard him. You can't jam him. You can't guard him. Because, dude, is a, he's a very great route runner, and his body is tricky. You don't know when he's going to cut. And when he does get the rock, he know how to run with it. So salute to the Rams. Salute to Cooper Cup. Getting that loot. The Rams spending that loot. Trying to. Win back-to-back Super Bowl champions. And if people don't know, I used to play for the Rams, so that's my squad. So I'm happy with what they're doing. I'm happy with what, they're, what they've done. So salute to you, Cooper Cup. Salute to you, getting that loop. But anyway, if you haven't already, make sure you follow the Run Pass option on all podcast platforms. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Run Pass option podcast on YouTube. What's the name of it? The Run Pass option podcast. 
Look for it on YouTube. And if you don't know, I have the Doc Holiday Show on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to that as well. But that's going to do it for another episode of the Round Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, who's absent, and myself, Doc Holiday. Because you know we talk sports, because we know sports. Thank y'all for listening. I'm out. <laughs>